You like to imagine yourself in control of your fate, consciously planning the course of your life as best you can. But you are largely unaware of how deeply your emotions dominate you. They make you veer towards ideas that soothe your ego. They make you look for evidence that confirms what you already want to believe. That's a quote from Robert Greene. Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the next generation for success and let their genius thrive. And we do this by working harder on ourselves as parents and mentors, with the end result being the able to bring out the best in others and ourselves. We can then reflect a positive image on those we influence. I'm your coach, Diane Planadin, and today and for the coming weeks, I'm going to be discussing Robert Greene's Law of Human Nature. This bestseller which is a big read. <laughs> I mean, look at that big book. <laughs> it's, it's ginormous. Not everyone has time or the inclination to read this book. So that's why I wanted to share it with you. Because let me tell you, Green explains very eloquently something I think they should actually teach in school and explains us why as humans act like we do. And you can learn from him because he provides superior examples that go through history. I mean, proof time and time again about actual solutions. This book, this book was a game changer for me an absolute game changer. And so in return, I want to share my discoveries, what I've learned, and my interpretation. So be certain to subscribe to the show because you're not going to want to miss one episode. Even better, if you own the book or you plan on purchasing it, this can be a little virtual, I don't know, book club about, you know, when you're reading through the book, what the messages, because it's very clear. Chapter one is an excellent way to start. Have you ever encountered someone who believed they were superior to you? Belittling, berating, badgering you, just constantly. Have you ever been around someone who sabotaged your career because they were jealous of you, full of revenge, envy. Their egos got the best of them. Or have you ever felt helpless, frustrated, and even angry with a little hint of regret? Then you need to hear this as you work through the emotional roller coaster called life. The first law in the law of human nature is the law of irrationality or how to master your emotional self. Today, 
I will discuss three key points from this chapter that you can introduce and start practicing right away as one of your powers to cultivate. The first key point is to understand why are we so emotional? <laughs> Second, I will discuss the importance of working on your rationality because it is work. And third, how you can do this for yourself and those you influence. Because being an adult, well, there was no manual back when I was growing up. This is the closest I've come to. That is an excellent reference for absolutely everyone. So why are we such emotional beings? Well, the neuroscience behind the brain tells us that we are feeling creatures who think. And yet we like to think we have a mind of our own. Green explains that throughout the evolution of emotions, the development of the human brain began with our natural instincts or our reptilian brain, as it is called. We needed those instincts and still do to be heightened and embedded for our survival. That part of the brain controls our automatic responses. The next layer in the brain is the limbic, and that governs our emotions and feelings, which begins a chemical reaction in our body and ultimately revealed on the surface of our skin, our facial expressions, our hair standing on edge. Luckily, there is also a third layer, <laughs> the crowning jewel of the human brain is the neocortex, the frontal lobe devoted to language and cognition so you can focus, you can think for yourself, and you can also reach your goals. Our emotions over time have been developed much longer than our logical part of the brain. And as a result, if you don't work on controlling your impulses, then irrationality will take over. The growth pattern in the brain also applies to how we develop into adults. As a baby, you're, you're born with those survival instincts. As your brain grows and learns new things, the limbic portion, the emotions, they start raging and developing, especially in the teenage years, <laughs> because your prefrontal cortex is still working on making connections in order to develop some self-control. It's not developed yet. If you have a teenager at home, well, if you think they're acting a little strange, rashly, unreasonable, especially when they're under stress, remind yourself they are actually growing and changing before your eyes as they learn new things and develop new skills. Most neurologists agree that the prefrontal cortex takes until around age 25 to develop. Did you just have an aha moment? <laughs> The first time I heard that, I'm like, wow, that explains so much. This is why we are so emotional. 
This is why we need to learn how we can master our emotional self. And as Green puts it, channel your inner Athena. Yes, I love that. The goddess of wisdom in Greek mythology who instilled a calm spirit, clarity, and stood for rationality. Have you ever just reacted in a moment? Just gone off the cuff? Or let your ego guide you into a little rabbit hole that had no end? Mm -hmm. Can you think of a time where in hindsight you were wrong but did not admit your mistake? That is prime examples of how we're not born with rationality. We have to develop it. We have to practice it. And it's something you can acquire through training and practice. He says the voice of Athena simply stands for a higher power that exists within you right now. A potential you have perhaps felt in moments of calmness and focus. Which is a much better alternative than dealing with the dramas and the divas. Those drama queens, kings, whatever you have it. Where your attention goes, your energy does flow. So it's important to work on yourself to bring out your inner Athena. By the way, this isn't just for women. <laughs> the men who looked to Athena for insight were leaders and warriors who sought her guidance. Think of Athena, your inner Athena, just like a writer would a muse. That little voice, that little guidance. Because when you have a clear idea of your values, the decisions are so much easier. We've seen firsthand around the world what happens when people start reacting and getting swept up in the moment in those viral emotions. And it's nothing new. Green gives you lots of examples throughout history of how this happens. But by choosing to work on your rationality, you can see the consequences much clearer. I heard a story not too long ago of a teenager that was getting a, a ride home with some friends after a basketball game. And they were all pretty jovial, having a nice time. But when that teenager found out that the driver had actually been drinking alcohol during the basketball game, they asked them to please stop the car. They were going to walk the rest of the way home. And actually, you know, I'm I, when I hear things like this, it's a, it's a very proud moment. And especially because another friend of his came with him and they decided to walk home, which was not an easy decision to walk three kilometers in the dark, in the cold, in the rain, rather than stay in a vehicle with someone who's been drinking. They chose, they chose the right path. 
And of course, standing at the door waiting for them was his mother, who was word sick by this point. I mean, the basketball game was over an hour ago. You should have been home. What's, what, 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 what's going on, right? And when they told her how they made their decision, how they chose not to stay in that vehicle, well, the emotions at that time were tears of joy and pride and happiness swelling to the surface. Those emotions are never wrong. They had told their parents that the reason that um, they were able to make that decision, this is interesting, is because their parents had taught them about rationality. They were able to overcome the pressures of their peers by realizing, thinking for themselves, the consequences. By practicing rationality, they were able to make the right decision. Because what's the alternative? Neuroscience tells us the best time to start teaching rationality to your children is between the ages of four and five. Between four and eight, I guess it's, it gets really sticky and it really makes an impact. But guess what? It's never too late. Never too late to start having that conversation, not only with your children, but with yourself. It can go a long way. Now you know why we are such emotional beings and why it's important to work on your rationality to master your emotional self. So how do we do this? Green outlines in his book three steps that will help you towards the path of rationality. Step one, recognize the bias. Bias is a disproportionate weight in favor or against of an idea or thing, usually in a way that is closed-minded, unfair, prejudice. To have an unbiased opinion is the opposite. So biases can be innate, they can be learned. It means if you have a bias, you're lacking a neutral viewpoint or opinion for that matter on a particular topic. So there's a different types of bias that you need to be aware of and you need to look out for because the source of all our mental bias is in the pleasure principle. We seek something fun and exciting and happy versus painful. So you need to pay attention to what you are thinking and why in order to identify where the emotion stems from. There is the confirmation bias in which we convince ourselves we are right. Yes, and we look for evidence to support our view. We need to confirm what we want to believe. You need to take off those rose-colored glasses because if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. People say things with conviction and there's a conviction bias. When you believe something so strongly, it must be true. When people 
believe something, they can't see past their own bias. Those people are so convincing, so convincing. Just look at world history. Our leaders that used great power for not only good, but for evil. They had a conviction. They were able to convince others. Then there's the appearance bias, which I like to call the Houdini effect. <laughs> Appearances are not always what they seem. And you can't judge a book by its cover because people are masters at disguise. And when they look good, and they're successful, and they really dress well, the facts get obscured because they look authoritarian, don't they? Many people who have gotten ahead have done so through less than moral actions. Not everyone but then how do you tell the difference? Don't take those masks for reality until you've informed yourself. And what about the group bias, right? Strength in numbers. We all want to be social, don't we? We want our community of like-minded individuals. Isn't that the pull? of social media. That is the biggest influence the group can have on your thought patterns. Because you start reading something and all of a sudden you think it's your own idea. And it's like, wow, that's cool. Or not. So be wary of the pull of the group. Because there's more to bias than you would think. The blame bias Mm, that has a very, very strong pull as well. Our automatic response to blame others for our mistakes. It pokes, it pokes at our ego. Can you see that? You, you there, pointing your finger. It's your fault. <laughs> and then you just repeat the same mistakes over and over again. If people learned from their mistakes, or better yet, the mistakes of others, there would be few mistakes in the world and we'd all be rock stars. So own up to your mistakes. Say my mistake. That's okay. It's okay to do this. Instead of poor me, woe is me. Ah. Don't blame others. Do not blame others. Or at least have that conversation with yourself as you begin to master your emotional self. It's daily work. Daily. And finally, the superiority bias. Yes. You believe you're different and actually more rational already than anyone else. More ethical and an overall decent person. This is where... You need to have a good chat with yourself to find out if you're actually deceiving yourself. Rationality and ethical qualities must be achieved through awareness and effort. They are not a natural instinct. A lot to think about 
when it comes to bias. Indeed. Step two, beware the inflaming factors. Oh, I love that one. I like to put it, beware those who push your buttons. Yes, <laughs> bring those memories of emotion to the surface. Time and time and time again. When you start to pay attention, what sets you off, what gets you upset, remind yourself that you can choose to either help that person because they need help or get away from them. Some people are so toxic and irrational they're beyond help. They cannot be helped. So you need to preserve your own well-being, your own self, your own health. And you do it for yourself and you do it for your family and you do it for your children. You live by managing your emotions a little bit better and not letting those toxic people in. Green discusses trigger points and how those buttons actually get pushed. The more uncontrollable an emotion is, the more recognizable on where it stems from. Hmm, that's interesting. He starts with the early childhood trigger. It's a powerful one. We've all had different upbringings and lived in different surroundings, different parts of the world. So you need to think of this one from your own very personal perspective. There's no blanket answer here, none whatsoever. You need to understand yourself, recognize the pattern, and do you, do you really remember clearly what the trigger is? Or have your emotions muddied your vision? Understanding yourself better while you are reacting and your vulnerabilities is the key step towards becoming rational. Think about it for yourself. Another trigger is that of sudden gains or losses. And I honestly never really thought about this. You know, you hear stories about how people win the lottery and lose sight of reality and end up a year later no further ahead in life. Well, it turns out that success triggers chemicals in our brains that gives you a little uh, jolt of energy. And you want to keep feeling that over and over and over again. But it also clouds your vision. After all, it was lucky that you won the lottery, not your skills, and you did not manifest abundance in the form of a lottery ticket. The same can be said for losses, which is when you start to question yourself, question your skills, and anticipate a dark cloud will now follow you through life. Sudden gains or losses will happen. And when they do, you need to remind yourself, what is real? Why did this happen? Pause and think about it. If it's a gain, Green suggests 
review it with pessimism. And if it's a loss, counterbalance with optimism. I like that. Another trigger is the rising pressure of how you handle it. Do you work well under pressure and love timelines like me? <laughs> or do you lose it and find it so stressful and, and you get angry or the situation gets out of control and you become sensitive and you're like overwhelmed? Pay attention to yourself and assess if your fears are real or have they gotten out of your own control? Are you making stuff up? Be aware of this trigger so that you can recognize it before you make a decision you will regret later. What about those inflaming individuals? Have you ever encountered someone that charismatic? A person that swept you off your feet and you can't stop thinking about them. They're in your head. What about when someone who creates a negative emotion, someone who cannot go a day without drama and make sure that you join them in their troubles? Sometimes we are drawn to these people as their pull is very, very strong. And it's also very fascinating. A larger than life image can intimidate you whether you like them or are repulsed by them. Mm -hmm. This is when we need to remind ourselves that these individuals are not gods and they're not there to help us channel our inner Athena. They are humans and they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Do not put them on a pedestal. Not if it's a toxic situation and it's not good for you mastering your emotional self. Then there is the, the group effect, which is the vibe that is shared in so many environments. At a concert, at a hockey game, even a birthday party. Everyone's like cheering and rah, rah, rah and in the spirit. And we feed off of one another in that spirit and we get swept up in the excitement. We're rooting for our team. But we can also get swept up in the negative dynamic. Social media has shown us the power of the group dynamic and how infectious it can be virtually. This is where you need to stay strong when it's not for the greater good. When you need to really think for yourself. Think for yourself. Maintain your reasoning power. It's also the reason most uh, news is negative or like, oh, drama. Look at her. Look at him. Look at that. Wow, 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 wow. Everybody wants your attention and they do it with negative vibes, through tragedy, through drama. And they often take it out of perspective. They are seeking your attention to influence you. And this is where shields go up. And your reasoning is your superpower. You have in your possession the ability to think for yourself. 
Don't let the drama intrude your thoughts. Green says, and I quote, As long as there are humans, the irrational will find its voices and means of spreading. Rationality is something to be acquired by individuals, not by mass movements or technological progress. Think about that. I think you're going to have to listen to that part time and time again. We've talked about recognizing the bias and to beware the inflaming factors, what pushes your buttons, which brings us to step three. Strategies towards bringing out the rational self. One factor is really in the proof of history that people with high rationality are the ones that have made progress possible. These are people who set goals and achieve them. They know themselves, including their weaknesses, and they are devoted to the truth and reality. The other factor is within you. You have already experienced greater rationality in what may seem to simply be your life. But think about it. Did you complete a, a project on time? Meet a deadline? Get something going and you're super proud of? Yeah, that was your focus. That was your mind being made up to do so. That was your rationality. Those actions bring out the rational self. Catch yourself in action. Be aware of what you're thinking during this time because you did not succeed. You did not reach your goal. You did not take that action by allowing distractions in. You did this by pushing yourself forward in a calm, purposeful manner. Be aware of these moments so you can practice your rationality. The strategies to help you bring out your inner Athena are number one, know thyself. Know yourself thoroughly. Look inward and pay attention to how you react to your thoughts and emotions. When you are under stress, do you get angry? Or do you have heightened mistrust? These are weaknesses that can be improved upon. And weaknesses, it might sound like a very strong word. It sends the message home. I really feel when you look your decisions and what your strengths are. You can recognize your weaknesses. How are you different? How will it help you? you? Just really look inside because then once you understand these things, you can reach your goals. You can. You, you can actually do what you set out to do. Second, <laughs> Examine your emotions to their roots. When and why were you feeling what you were feeling? Who or what pushed your buttons? 
it may have been a petty action on the part of another. Be aware of that. For some people, what helps them is journaling. You can deflect your feelings on a piece of paper, on a book, rather than saying it out loud or wearing it on your sleeve. You don't need to be defensive or defend yourself based on someone else's opinion because that's their opinion. That's their perception. It's more important to examine the root of your emotion and then observe what was going on in the moment and then take a neutral stance. You may find a need to say your piece. You may, but then you must move on. Let it go. Let it go. And remember that feeling. Remember what just happened because then you're prepared for the next time. Third, increase your reaction time. I, I really like this one. It gives you a moment to digest because now that you know yourself better, you've been examining your emotional roots, take this time, this time with that new information before you react. Take a pause. Your perspective will become clearer with time. In the instantaneous world we live in, <laughs> it's more powerful to resist the temptation of a quick response. You become stronger when you take a time to reflect. And sometimes silence is a much more powerful message when you don't react to someone immediately, when you give yourself time, because now they'll be wondering, hey, what are they thinking? They didn't say anything. It's also a way of communicating, being silent. Accept people as facts is a fourth strategy to help bring out your rational self. Leopards don't change their spots. <laughs> you cannot change people into your own image of what you think they should look like, be like, do. Understand them at face value and then try to figure out the mystery they hold if you are going to keep them in your life. Everyone is different and everyone's perception is their own reality. Each person has a reason for what they have become and their own perception of who they are which makes sense to them. Maya Angelou said that if you can't change something, then change your attitude. You can't change another person just as much as another person cannot change you. Remember that. You cannot change someone who is evil and pushes your buttons, but you can feel pity for them You've changed your attitude. You can feel pity for them and deflect them from your world. Or better yet, don't give them any of your precious time. And five, find the optimal balance of thinking and emotions. Green says you do this by having a balance between skepticism and curiosity. This actually does work. And we get reminded that it works when buttons are getting pushed. You do not accept 
at face value people's explanations, but rather the results of their actions. Actions do speak louder than words. Don't hold on too tight. Keep an open mind and the curiosity within you. It keeps your spirit interested. Keeps your neuroplasticity flowing. Keeps those neurons firing and wiring. And then, then you can scrutinize to verify what you are thinking, how you're reaching a balance between thinking and emotion. Being able to tame the emotional self leads to an overall clarity and calmness by developing a love for the rational. Green tells us we will find great satisfaction in mastering yourself in a deep way and therefore have more mental space to be creative, in control, trust yourself, trust your feelings and let go of petty conflicts. Put it on paper, howl at the moon, and practice mastering your emotions. Because when you're under stress, it's very difficult to be creative. Master that. So that is my interpretation of chapter one <laughs> in the laws of human nature. An excellent read. The most important chapter to begin your journey in exploring the strategies you will instill towards bringing out your rational self is by being aware of the inflaming factors while recognizing the bias within you and others. You will begin to think for yourself instead of reacting to what others give you. Take time to recognize your emotions and take time before you respond. Let it settle in a bit. You will find more creative solutions with a clear and calm vision. You will reach your goals. You will not have distractions as you master your emotional self. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. I really appreciate it. And be sure to visit the flourish.mom website and sign up for our insider's email list. I have a little extra tidbits I'd like to share with people. And I want to give a little quick shout out to all my listeners in India. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much for your support. Live an inspired life and channel your inner Athena.